Palm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about a newest sponsor, Missouri Sports Bar and Grill. They've been in business for over 40 years. They're located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They're the new home of the XFL STL Talk Show. Give them a call, 314-202-8791 if you want to place the order. Remember, they stay open at 3 a.m., and they're going to be the home where we'll be doing our tailgate for home and away games. That is Missouri Sports Bar and Grill, located at 701 Tucker Boulevard. They make you feel like at home because you are at home. Welcome to the A-Train Show. Radio personality, Isis Jones. I appreciated being appreciated. Sometimes yeah. that little thing alone can, can go a long way where somebody says, yeah, we, we might need you. And, and better yet, it was time. You know, I, I think the climate in St. Louis is, is, is good. Um, we always talk about the negativity, and I, and I always have a, a tendency to bring a, a lot more positivity to the situation. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think y'all needed me. On the In The Zone Network. Hey, this is Ashley Wright of the Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In The Zone Network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In The Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In The Zone Network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network. This is In The Zone. Now I want to be tough. That kills me. Stevie Wonder, uh, really, Stevie Wonder. That's, some, that's that Stevie Wonder shit. After 15 years, now you criticize? Please. You wait for the pileup and then get an attaboy. Everybody around her walk around so scared. Scared of what? Scared of what? You know, somebody said, well, you better watch out. He's big. He's big. He got muscles. Please. For real. For real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a muscle, but it belongs on a woman. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you listen to the In The Zone Network. This is it. Hey, this is Erica Fernandez from Black Sports Online, your girl, Curls and Sports, and this is the Price Checks Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price, checking in today. Got a lot to talk about and catching up through. Uh, basically the midway point of the NBA's regular season. Uh, definitely going to talk about Zion Williamson's debut this week. Going to give a quick rundown of, kind of where things stand in the Western Conference with uh, his return for the Pelicans and them chasing the eighth seed there out west. Uh, talk a little bit about the All-Star starters and whether or not all of those were the correct picks. Um, and also, um, of course, going to give a quick outlook on you know awards for the regular season and kind of where some of those races stand. But first... As y'all know, here at the Price Check, we love one thing, and one thing above all, and that is securing the bag. Securing the bag. Oh, like you, you can kind of feel the aura around the money bag, right? You no, can, no doubt about that. Yeah, you, you see the glow coming <laughs> off of it. But today's Secure the Bag is extremely special because... It doesn't go to one player. It doesn't go to one team. It doesn't go to one coach. It goes to an entire league today. Yes. 
and that league is the WNBA. Congrats. Big, big shout out to them. No doubt about and it. And all of those ladies who secured a bag this week, um, talks came out that they have agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement that will take place or go into effect, I should say, um, following this upcoming 2020 season. Um, just some quick highlights of what has been agreed to. Um, a 53% increase in total cash compensation for ladies across the board. So everything from uh, salaries that they receive, performance bonuses, um, prize pools for new in-season competitions that they're going to have starting the 2021 season, um, as well as the league and team marketing deals. So overall increase in cash, that means also an increase in max player salaries. Those went up well above uh, $500,000. Uh, so now the average league salary well above six figures where it should have been in the first place. Uh, also, some big important changes with child care and maternity leave and some different uh, family planning benefits that they receive. Um, you know, child care stipend of $5,000 uh, You know, every year for these ladies, improved travel accommodations. So you can see the league really investing um, not only in their players just, you know, day to day and how they're able to participate in the league, but then also, um, you know, putting an eye on not only the player's future, but their family's future. And that's something that really goes a long way. So. Big shout out to the WNBA and all those lovely ladies who, uh, you know, play a hell of a game of basketball, uh, you know, night in and night out. So, secure the bag. That's something that we're going to obviously keep doing, but I don't know if it's going to get any bigger than that. We gave a whole league a secure bag. <laughs> it, it, might, it might be reaching its peak, but definitely going to keep, yeah, keep doing that. So, on to Zion Williamson, the number one pick in 2019 draft. Um had a hell of a debut on Wednesday night against the Spurs. 22 points, 8 of 11 from the field, 4 for 4 from three-point range. And my favorite part of all, because people try to make it seem like all he does is dunk and put on highlight reels, he didn't have a dunk in that game. Are you kidding me? Did you really? I thought the – oh, no. He, he didn't. didn't. He did not have a dunk in that first game. He did have a dunk last night. Um, and a pretty big block last night that was a highlight play. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't remember. I think it might have been Beasley for the Nuggets that See, that's tried the to. third row. Oh, my God. It might have been like six or seven rows by the time <laughs> it actually landed. Um, but, but the 22 points, like you said, man, 22 points in the uh, debut. And it's showcasing that Zion is more than a dunker. Yes. And that's what we were all ready to see is yeah. that he can do that. Um, and he's shown he also can play on the defensive end. Um, and the type of shots that he's getting right now, um, I think, are going to be very important for the Pelicans to make sure that they keep, you know, making an emphasis to try to get him as easy a shot as possible. He's shown that he's got some post moves. He's shown that he can obviously step out and hit jumpers comfortably. So um, he's hitting, you know, a lot of the checkpoints so far. Now, one thing that the Pelicans might not be so happy with is the fact that they're 0-2 in his first two games. <laughs> but, you know, uh, a crowded Western Conference and, and they're right in the thick of things. So kind of segueing into where they now stand um, you know, within the standings out west, as of today, it, you know, the whole you know season stopped today, playoffs started today type of thing. Uh, New Orleans is obviously on the outside looking in. Right now they are the 12th seed out west, um, but only four and a half games outside of eighth. So that's the big thing to note. 
their schedule is also going to get a little bit easier here down the stretch. Um, you know, they've got guys like Brandon Ingram who's shown that he can take a leap this year. Lonzo looks comfortable. They've got vets like, you know, J.J. Reddick, Derek Favors. So they've got the pieces to make a playoff push. The question is, is Zion the you know enough to get them over the hump, or is this just you know one of those things where you know better luck next year? I look at better luck next year for them. Yeah, yeah. that's my thought it's too. It's too late. I think it's already too late. We're here, and it's in January. Right. If this was you know, let's say the season starts mid October, and this is like right before Christmas, we're talking about a whole different ball game. Yeah. But that extra month, month and a half, it like you just get too deep into the season where these games started meaning so much every single night that that might just be too much to come back from. So um, the team that is in eighth right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, shout outs goes to Memphis, specifically their coach, Taylor Jenkins, who I'll hit on a little bit later as we get into the awards outlook, him and John Morant. John Morant's a bad boy. Yes, he is. John Morant's a bad man. I thought he almost killed Kevin Love's career. Oh, I thought he did. Almost. I thought I thought he ended Kevin Love. I was in Phoenix. Ironically enough, I was in Phoenix the night he did that dunk on Aaron Baines yeah. to basically seal the game. And oh my god, <laughs> it, that kid is special. Very, oh. very special. Uh, I don't see why he's not in the rookie of the year, he, if not the rookie of I the don't, year. I don't think anybody else has a case better than his right now. So If, if Zion, if Zion going to win it, he yeah. better do something quickly, like for the next he four would, months. He would, really, it, he would have to basically like average 20 and get them to the playoffs for me. 20 to, and 10. That's Literally. the only way that I see him being able to pull that out of Jai's hands. Like That award is firmly entrenched in his, <laughs> his grasp right now. Um, so, Memphis holding it down out west in the eighth spot. You got San Antonio, Phoenix, Portland, New Orleans. All those teams jumbled up in the mix, basically. Separated by four and a half games between five teams. That's going to be an interesting race to, to watch down the stretch. One last note in the standings right now that I want to hit on before we start moving into the all-star starters and, and that conversation. Houston versus the Clippers would be the 3-6 matchup if the playoffs started today. My God, what I would give to watch that series in the first round. Definitely because you got uh, it's Kawhi and Paul versus Russ and James Harden. <laughs> Ooh, man. Like, that would be a hell of a series to get in round one. Here's my thing. I don't. I don't want to see things like that in round one. I'd rather see in the semis or the Eastern Conference final, where I know I'm going to get a huge audience yes. out of that. Yes. But if it does happen there, then, yeah, you, you can expect it's going to be a big audience. Man, that. that's going to be – that would be something crazy. But, obviously, we'll keep our eyes on that now. Going into all-star starters that were announced here on Thursday. Uh, and for those of y'all who are just now listening to us, this is the Price Check Podcast. I am the host, Josh Price. Of course, this is brought to you by the In The Zone Network, sponsored by the In The Zone Store. Um, all-star starters were announced on Thursday. I mean, the Western Conference, we could have probably picked that one with our eyes closed. I mean, Brian, Luca, James Harden, AD, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, who That's else? It's not fair. It's not. 
and that like of course now we don't get to see the teams like we used to see them back in the day where it was literally Western Conference versus Eastern Conference with the whole captains picking teams and things now but if that was your starting five for a legitimate like conference versus conference all-star game what are you doing with that so that so they going back to the old way is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm saying I wish this was an opportunity oh. for us to see this go oh, back to the old oh, way. The old way we know we know LeBron's probably going to pick AD. But outside of that, I don't know. There's no point now. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, he's not ter- – he don't have to find a way to work around the Tampa rules. no, no more. point. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think – I think he had the chance to pick Harden last year and didn't. I don't really see any world where he picks Kawhi. After what happened this past offseason, probably picks Luca just as one of those, like, you know, passing the torch type of moments that the NBA likes to see. But I don't see that five sticking to, to, together very well. No. No. <laughs> so it would be nice to see all of that talent on one, you know, one team. But, um, you know, the West, and we'll kind of go on everybody's resumes briefly, but Brian, obviously. 35 years old, leading the league in assists in year 17. What what else do we need to say? Luka Doncic, 29 points, 9 assists, 9.6 rebounds. I'll give him his credit since he, you know, above the .5. But nine and a half rebounds. Will Chamberlain led the league in assists one year, so. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to leave it at that. It was late, late in his career. Yeah. <laughs> but you got Luka out here averaging crazy numbers. Harden is averaging 36 a game right now. AD, 26 points, two and a half blocks. Kawhi, 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Like, there's no arguing with that. I'm going to say this. I know we talk about Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time, and he averaged 37 points for uh, the Bulls back in 87. Yeah. And you look at that, he's like, ah, Jordan was a ball hog. Why you, why you don't never say nothing bad about that? There's a difference. Jordan did everything else, okay? <laughs> James Harden just like to score and he'll pass every now and again, you know what I'm saying? But you don't see him stuffing the stat sheets with uh, with steals and, and rebounds and things like that, you know, of that nature. He's trying to figure out how I'm going to get to the line so I can shoot 20 times at the free throw line. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do give him his credit, though, because at the end of the day, you know, Averaging, you know, 35, 36 points a game, we've only seen, you know, Will, MJ, you saw Kobe average, what, 35? It's not a whole lot of guys that have been able to do that, regardless of how he gets his points. So, I I will give him his credit there. Now, going into the Eastern Conference and their all-star starters, this is where things get a little little dicey. You got Kimball Walker voted in, Pascal Siakam voted in, Giannis, of course, going to be the uh, leading vote getter, being the captain, got Embiid voted in. Trey Young is the fifth starter. Trey Young is averaging 29 points a game. Third in the league, I believe, tied for third with Luka Doncic, who, of course, he's linked to in, in the whole trade on, on draft day. But his team is worst in the East. Do I think Trey Young is an all star? Yes. Do I think he should have been a starter? No. No. The problem with this, though, is that Jimmy Butler is the guy that I thought should be the fifth starter with these other four. But the NBA voting had him listed as a front court player rather than a backcourt player. player. So here's my my question and my challenge to the NBA. If, you know, Adam Silver or any of his associates are out there listening, please eliminate the positional requirements both – for the All-Star team 
and for all NBA. Because the whole point of the NBA right now is positionless basketball and guys being able to do multiple things and play in multiple spaces. Reward guys for doing that versus trying to confine them into a position when it comes time for them to be recognized for how well they're playing. Correct. Jimmy Butler shouldn't be penalized because you consider him just as much of a forward as you do a guard just for the sole purpose of you to get a guy who only plays point guard into the all-star game that he was going to get into anyway, and his team's not doing good. Well, here's the thing. You have to understand this. The votes, the, the voters, they wanted Trey Young in. Right. Okay? So we can't deny from what the voters had did. Here's the thing with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is playing on a team. Trey Young is Trey Young. You get what I'm, you get <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying with that? Yeah. You're going to have to depend on Trey Young to take to carry a team like Atlanta. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, when they looked at – well, the difference is, you know, he has that Steph Curry style, style of ball, you know, when he played, but that's all they got in Atlanta. So, I will say he's deserving of an all-star berth. To being a starter, that's all because of the fans. I don't believe he's a starter. I believe he's a reserve just like anybody else. Yeah. But they felt otherwise. They want to see him out there in Chicago starting the game. So if anybody sit there and be like, I don't want to see that, blame the people that made the votes. That's why I always believe that fan voting, no matter what sport, is trash. It's garbage. That's, that's Hot a dirty secret to all this. Garbage. Like, I guess fan vote counts for 50%. Uh, the overall vote. Apparently not because Trey Young is a starter. <laughs> so I think he was one of the leading like fan vote getters, like overall, not even just specific to yeah, the I, th- I know we're, I think they had dude something where they broke it down, you know, fans, yeah. media, current NBA players. So yeah. that means the media even believed that Trey Young des- uh, deserved to be an all-star. Well, and again, I'm not taking I'm not taking the fact that he is an all-star this year away from him. I just if I am Choosing the five Eastern Conference starters, Jimmy Butler would be starting over Trey Young. That's just my, my personal preference and opinion. But moving on, we'll, we'll come back to that at a later time. Moving on, um, you know, we'll go into a little bit of an outlook here towards the rest of the season and kind of where things stand here mid-year. Now, I know we talked a little bit about the Western Conference and, you know, kind of how fun that's been. Um, one of the fun things that we've been able to see out west of course is you know what we alluded to earlier with lebron james and this being year 17 for him and how well he's still able to play on a nightly basis leading the league in assists still doing all of the things that you want lebron to do the lakers have the best record in the west um the mvp conversation is really down to him and Giannis. um I still think Giannis is the favorite and probably would be the person that I would choose to win the MVP award right now just because he won it last year. His numbers this year are better. Um, And his team also, like, he looks better, his team looks better, and none of that was supposed to be happening right now. So, got to give Giannis his credit, but I think the MVP conversation comes down to those two. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier. Job Morant is hands down a rookie of the year right now. It's not close with anybody. Um, It's been a lot of good rookies. Been a lot of good rookies, you know, kind of having sneaky good years. Um, I like his teammate, Brandon Clark, in Memphis. Um, you know, you got guys like Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero down in Miami that have played well. Um, you know, we 
are obviously anxious to see what Zion gives us here the rest of the season. So a lot of young guys to look forward to. There's another person that we can also throw in this mix. And uh, because he didn't play last season, that's Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Don't get me wrong now. He don't have the numbers for it yet. But he's more – he's on a playoff team. Yeah. So – And he's passing the eye test right now. <laughs> he, everything that you wanted to see out of Michael Porter Jr. as an NBA player, you're starting to see. I, I kind of wish Denver would take the leash off a little bit. I know they can't. And, and for his career, you don't want them to. I wish they were in a position to play him, you know, closer to 30-plus minutes or so a night because I really think he could do damage in those minutes. Right. They, they really want to see how well he can just do on the floor. Yeah. Because you have to remember, when he was at Mizzou, huh, he had that injury, and then they tried to play it off like it wasn't a major deal. Yeah, it was. He missed uh, almost two years. Yeah, and came ball. back in that tournament game and, and looked like a shell of himself. Exactly. So I'm like – Denver's going to be very cautious with him. And, and that's a shame because you don't get to see him break out uh, in a 30-minute path. You know, see yeah. what we can get out of him. So, But I, I'm really excited to see the player he starts to turn into as he gets more playing time. Um, talked about coach of the year. My choice right now is Billy Donovan. He's working with, a, I mean, his best lineup right now is three-point guards, Gallinari and Steven Adams. Now, granted, your three-point guards are Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder, but they don't have a whole lot of talent on that OKC roster. He has them firmly, like, in the in the playoffs as it stands right now. Like, they are comfortably in seventh ahead of those other teams fighting for eighth. So, Billy Donovan gets my vote for Coach of the Year. Uh, Taylor Jenkins, Memphis, I mean, again, they're the AC right now. The rebuild is way ahead of schedule. Gotta love what he's getting out of those young guys. Java Ramp, we talked about. Jaron Jackson, who's playing extremely well. Um, you know, Brandon Clark, who we've already touched on. So Memphis is definitely ahead of schedule, and I'm excited to see what they become here in the next couple of years. Don't be surprised if Frank Vogel or Quinn Snyder yeah. get significant uh, recognition from that. Vogel is going to probably get it because he look where he took the Lakers. It's yeah. the Lakers, man. It's a, yeah. He's probably gonna get and, it, and, and again, not not saying that he's not deserving of because he's he's got them playing a lot better than even I expected them to. And y'all, come on, now. Y'all, know how, <laughs> y'all know how I feel. We've been through this before, so. <laughs> but, yeah. but even the expectations of this team, he's exceeded those so far. Like I, I didn't think that they would still have single digit losses. But those yeah. three names that we just gave, those are gonna be the ones yeah. for recognition. I, don't get me wrong, Mike Budenholzer, he should be there again anyway. Right. But, you know, he's won it twice, and it will look kind of crazy because the Bucks probably going to be the best team in their franchise. And so, real quick on the Bucks, because I, I don't think I've got a chance to talk about them a whole lot, but would you be surprised to see them win 70 games? They're 40 and 6 right now. That means they basically would have to win 30 out of 30 36 the rest, 30 of the, six the rest of the way. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, they legitimately, like, night to night, I think, and we can kind of fact check this here in a second, but I believe, like, their point differential on the season is something like 11 or 12 points per game. That's nuts. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. Like that's nuts to be like guaranteeing a win 
by 10 to 12 points on a nightly basis. Like, that is crazy. And you have an MVP winner in Giannis who feels like he is not only the best player in the world, but feels better than what he felt last year. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to deny them right now, man. Like, when you guys were on in the zone, you had talked a bit about uh, Michael uh, uh, Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And not him not being there. I thought that I really thought that that was going to be a significant loss for them because he's a secondary ball handler that you use. He's a guy who's confident in his ability to go score and hit shots. And I didn't really know if the other guys that they had, like, you know, my boy that I call White Dante, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know they made White Dante's. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I, I, like him, you got Pat Connaughton, Wesley Matthews. I didn't think, you know, piecing those guys together would work in the way that it has, but they are honestly deeper now than they were last year. You ready for this? That's what Mike Budenholz was trying to do in Atlanta. What he's doing now? That's what he was trying to get across in Atlanta. And remember, in Atlanta, they had Al Horford, Jeff T. Yeah. You know, you could sit some of the similarities. You didn't have a – of course, you didn't have a Giannis right. on your squad. What I'm saying was the team aspect is what he's building. What he was trying to build in Atlanta over in Milwaukee. Yeah. And they are – Oh, they're gonna get back to back sixty win seasons. That's oh yeah, oh, they're, that's they're definitely nothing. they're definitely winning sixty games. Yeah. I think they could go get seventy. I mean, playing in the East. I mean, the Warriors went seventy three and nine playing in the West. They could almost play comfortable and still get sixty games. Win sixty games, and and it's not like you know with Milwaukee, we've already like seen them beat the two LA teams each. We've seen them, you know, beat all of the other contending teams across the league, not even just in their own conference. So, I think they could go win 70 games. I, I would. I don't know that I would bet my money on it, but I could see them winning 70. Now, you'll run into the question of whether that, you know, kind of hurts them down the line like we thought it might have hurt the Warriors the year they won 73 games. So you can kind of see that fatigue catch up to them a little bit. But at the same time, they were going against, you know, LeBron and Kyrie and that type of great – like certain things you just can't get in the way of. That might be one of those moments. I think the Bucks get to the finals. They win 70 games. Giannis is the MVP again. And it is what it is. So – um, until next time, man, this has been, of course, the Price Check Podcast. We'll be joining y'all again soon, really, to you know talk through things that we're uh, going to see as far as trade rumors and some potential deals around the deadline um, and just kind of you know how things will play out the remainder of the regular season going towards the playoffs. So, um, you know, Price Check Podcast, thank you to Arlington A-Train Lane for everything on the production side of things. Of course, sponsored by the In The Zone Network, In The Zone Store. This has been the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Checking out. This is in the zone. Corn. Cardboard. Ass splinters. More corn. Blossom. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Things Fred Rogan would say. Hurry, hurry.
things Sam Crocky would say. Yes! Yeah! On the In the Zone Network. Hello, it is the one and only Brendalyn Marie of Black Girls Interrupted coming to tell you about the ultimate mommy makeover giveaway. Black Girls Interrupted has collaborated with Lauren Spearman of The Bounce Back Advocate to give away the ultimate mommy's day out. We are talking about hair, nails, wardrobe styling, and then to top it off, a photo shoot and dinner with myself and Lauren. So in order to get more information about this amazing giveaway, Make sure you are following Black Girls Interrupted and The Official Lauren on Instagram. The mom must be available on February 8th all day because we are snatching her up and we will return her better than ever. So, again, Black Girls Interrupted on Instagram and The Official Lauren. Bye. It's gone and you're slipping into Hey, this is Ashley Wright of The Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In the Zone network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In the Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In the Zone network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network. <laughs>